This snippet comes from episode 110 of Activist MMT with Jonathan Wilson called Historical Context for Real World Economics New Online Course, starting at around the 18 minute 30 second mark of the interview proper. You know, I'm, I'm starting to read, I've just finished chapter one, but there's a forward and there's an introduction uh, to the Great Transformation, Polanyi's A Trick Great Transformation. And the next, so we have five lectures so that when this is released, five lectures will be ready there. So four, one's released, three are in professor's hands and one is in our hands. So when this is released, five will be currently public. We are planning, we've already planned on doing seven more lectures, which already, the lectures already exist. Um, and they're all on Polanyi's Great Transformation. So I'm reading the book right now and I just finished chapter one, the forward and the intro. Holy cow unbelievable like it's just like it's deeper than we think even as like knowledgeable mmtiers it's deeper than that it's deeper than that um all right so hit me well no I, I i actually i want you to read it i want you oh, to okay. read it at least cool. i want you i want you to see well i mean you should consider reading it because we're going to be spending a lot of time on it going forward but at least consider reading relatively soon the forward and the introduction to the 2001 edition because just those alone are pretty unbelievable um but basically it's what the hell was i saying um oh it is deeper than we thought yeah and i was addressing something you were saying free market oh free market there's no such thing as a free market the free market is an illusion capitalism is an illusion it doesn't exist. It only exists because we say it exists. Cap, there is no such thing. And I can't like totally defend this, but this is what the book is saying. There is no such thing as capitalism. Capitalism is an illusion that we impose on our current reality. There is no such thing as capitalism, and therefore there is no such thing as bringing down capitalism and replacing it with something else. You don't replace something that doesn't exist. The book calls it a utopia in their minds, in the minds of, all, of, of the rich. Capitalism is a utopia, and it's an, unsus- an obviously unsustainable utopia that requires commoditizing, commoditizing, how? Commodifying, commodifying people, land, and money. To pretend that people are not, and actually one of the um, one of the things in, in part two, I'm pretty sure the cool quote in part two, which is the minute spoken before by Professor Zaman before the intro music starts, I call it the cool quote. Uh, part two of our interview from last year, he says, "We are infinite. Human beings are infinitely precious, but when you commodify them." You pretend that they're not and that they're just cogs in the machine that, sh- that can be bought and sold. That's what we currently are today. Like the so-called labor market, which we have a chapter in our le- uh, the course of lecture is called labor market, the reality of the labor market. It's the commoditiz- commoditization of human beings That's the and land and money pretending that they're commodities, pretending that they're commodities and, and forcing them to act like commodities when they are not. That's what's killing us. 
But that is what's required to hold up the illusion of free markets and capitalism. Uh, that's the first kind of things that I'm getting out of the Great Transformation. Um, that it's not that it's not that society used to consume like society consumes not consumes, but what do you call it? You you said you've said the word several times in in your feedback. Uh, it in it's embedded in or whatever. Markets oh are- yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, yeah. Professor Zaman said that um, markets used to be embedded within society, and now society is embedded within markets. Right. So society used markets used to be embedded in society, and now society is embedded in markets. But it's not. Society markets are still embedded by society, but the illusion that the owners of the markets the rich the rich have overtaken our government and locked us out of the government and are doing whatever it takes to give the appearance that society is embedded in markets that's not it's not possible that doesn't it doesn't make sense the reality is is that they have taken our government and are using it for their own purposes. They are removing the government. They don't want to remove the government from our lives. They want to remove the government from our lives, not their Mm. lives. They want to transform the government into a tool for themselves to crush the rest of us to perpetuate their illusion, their luxury of so-called capitalism. But that's the beginning of what I'm getting out of the Great Transformation. It is unreal and that has nothing to do with them and actually the the author polanyi seems to i mean obviously this it was released in 1944 so pre obviously pre mmt but he pretty much seems to get mmt that basically money is obviously a function of government and can't exist without government and stuff like that uh, at least a little that i've read so far um so i was addressing you know the free market and status quo. And and the only way that they can do that is to kill the planet. It's the only way because they have to keep people as commodities. They have to keep money as commodities. They have to keep land as commodities. And in life, obviously, with the climate crisis and inequality and all the horrible things going on right now is proof that it is not sustainable to do this. A lot of what Keynes wanted to do was, uh, was things that would have helped uh, poor people that would have helped sort of sustain their their purchasing power, mm-hmm. and one thing that people have to take into account is that when people at the bottom have more resources, there is a much less incentive for them to do what rich people want them to do. Probably the the biggest example that is true that. Honestly, it's it, it's comical how good of an example this is, but if people were not in the United States, if they were not struggling to make rent payments and if they were not struggling to you know pay their medical bills, there is no way that Jeff Bezos would be able to run Amazon warehouses in a way that had people, you know, pooping in bags. Um mm. You know, while they're doing their deliveries, mm. they would say, "No, screw that! I'm going to take a, a, another better job." Um, yep. 
or, or work few hours, fewer hours or something. Cause I, cause I don't need as much money. Cause you know, I'm not in all this medical debt. Um, mm. So Bezos is able to get rich. I mean, ri- even richer, I should say, because he's able to exploit the poor. Treat his yeah, he's able to exploit the poor. He's able to exploit them. You know, treat them like crap. Pay them not nearly enough. Work them way too hard. Increasing revenue for Amazon and and decreasing their their expenses. But if we had Medicare for all then uh, that, that completely changes the relationship that, he, that people have to the labor market. And, you know, I see all these billboards counteracting that, that reality for Amazon saying, hi, starting salary, we'll pay for your education, you can have your benefits immediately the day you start. And it's like, you know, how I know that something is really, really off with that. And I don't exactly know what, but it's, you know, that's the, the narrative. Yeah. I don't know about Amazon specifically, but an article did just come out that said that a lot of these, uh, new, you know, hiring ads that they're going out are just lies. Like they'll sell, they'll tell people, Oh yeah, it starts at $15 an hour. Then they'll go in and have the interview. And then at the end of the interview, they'll get the offer. And then, they'll, and then they'll say, actually, it's only $11 an hour. But you have the opportunity to go up to $15 an hour quickly. Uh. Or they'll say, like, oh, you know, we we said there was uh, medical and dental and vision. But actually, there's no there's no dental or, or vision in this. And was- by then, people have, you know, they've invested so much energy in applying to this. There's like, oh, fine, I'll, I'll take it because I'm just so That's broken horrible. down. You were talking about inequality, about, you know, Bezos could basically exploit the poor. That's why he could be so rich. Um, and actually, th- that makes me think of one, another connection to the Great Transformation, which is after World War, the point that the book makes is that after World War One, they imposed, I think it was called, the, was it called the Treaty of Versailles on, I think, I guess, Weimar on, on Germany, that one of the characteristics of that treaty was you can never have a military again, ever. And that decision, that particular characteristic of the treaty was essentially a, was a major contributor into World War II. It basically guaranteed World War II because peace, as the book describes, this book is just blowing my mind. The book describes how peace is almost by definition I think by definition, a balance of power. So generally two equal powers. So the U.S. is on one side and whatever. And actually, I, there's a, there has to be a third party, which I don't understand yet, but basically a third party that can jump to the side of the underdog, essentially, and stand up to the more powerful one. Um, but a balance of power. So by telling the Germany that they can't ever again have a military eliminated that balance of power, made it impossible to have a balance of power, which pretty much guaranteed that they were going to be coerced into horrible things by the other side who did have military, which caused tensions, which brought, you know, which enabled austerity and, and, and fascism and, and Hitler and World War II. Um, 
And that's very similar to inequality. We, the poor, the not oligarchs, have no avenues of power. And those avenues that we do have, the little avenues we do have, are being decayed every single day. And that's the same exact thing. It is basically guaranteeing something big is going to be happening. I see, and you're and you're connecting this back to to climate change, or or just well, to the, the 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 fall of capitalism in general. Well, no, I, uh, I, I mean it definitely is climate change. Yeah, that is the biggest piece of evidence that this is correct. This is a correct theory, and a huge symptom of that, or a huge piece of evidence of that non that unbalanced power, is what you were describing with Jeff Bezos and workers the ability to exploit workers and to lie to them that you're not being exploited with these stupid billboards that as you said are lies um so so it so the concept of of countries that of peace being two people of relatively equal power on a international scale is what caused world war ii and and i'm pretty sure it's an accurate analogy to say that it is the same thing where Bezos can exploit his workers, that Bezos has 100% of the power, the workers have 0% of the power. And that is creating the same kind of tension, which is being evidenced by inequality and climate change. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, yes, yes. If, um, if one party has drastically more power than the other, but they're forced to negotiate as if they were equals then yeah, that's going to cause a lot of conflict and a lot of hardship that just, in, you know, just inherently. And, you know, then that's what the free market ideology wants. They want everyone to come to the table as if they were, you know, had equal bargaining power when, when they The don't. assumption that we are at equal right now and, and yeah. so equilibrium. And, you know, free market and, and equal, it, we are at equilibrium right now when yeah. obviously in reality, we have almost nothing. They have almost everything. But if we try and change that equilibrium to demand a better wage, then we are tipping the natural order of things. We are, we are whatever you call it. We are disturbing the natural order of things. Yeah. Um, so they get to define the, what natural means. They get to define that word, which which the professor is is like, don't let them define these words. That's one of his big comments that I have to deal with in what we're what we're going through now with our lectures. Don't let them define these words. I'm I'm like kind of using their definitions, and I need to not let that happen because we are allowing them to define equal. We are allowing them to define equilibrium. We are allowing them to define natural, and that's what's killing us. <laughs> 